Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guys, on this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, we're taking another deep dive and inside look at Toyota trucks. And what better person to do it with than David Chow, uh, our friend and my friend, and uh, David Chow from Automotive Press Channel. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Andre. It's great to be back on your channel. We love talking about trucks. So, hey, this is a great way to share ideas and hopefully share some interesting news and some predictions about the trucks coming up. So thanks again for inviting me. Yeah, let's take a step back really quick. So about four months ago, maybe a little bit more, you and I did our first show uh, together on a podcast right here. It was yes. very popular and we were looking at, you know, some of the renderings you've done on the upcoming Toyota Tundra and, um, and also uh, we made some predictions. You know, we, we didn't know a lot. We didn't that. know a lot. It, it turned yeah. out the predictions were quite accurate. The renders were turned out to be accurate too, so I'm glad about that. Yeah, it, it turned out really well. And then three months ago, you and I talked about the Land Cruiser, uh, the 300 series that's available overseas. And and since then, it's been unveiled. Yes. So now, I haven't spoken to you since. Um, so now I kind of wanted to review and see, well, first of all, uh, get the latest information out. So basically on this episode, we're gonna talk about the Tundra the Land Cruiser a little bit because it's not for US. Um, and then also Lexus LX, which should will be for US. Um, and maybe touch on some others like Sequoia and Forerunner because that's kind of in the same conversation kind of. Same family of products. So yeah, absolutely. It'll be kind of fun to talk about all those future products for sure. Yeah, so uh, as you were talking about this on your channel, um, there was a dealership meeting in June in mid-June and uh, there was a leak. So right. somebody published an image of the Tundra and this, of course, Toyota didn't appear, that was not planned at all. So so like a couple of days later, they unveiled this white, uh, the image of this white TRD Pro. Surprising, and was, surprisingly, right? <laughs> yeah, it was official. And remember you and I, last time we talked about that we thought that 
you know, the Tundra will launch properly this year, um, as it looks like it will be. And then TRD Pro will come later, right? But what turned out to be, uh, they're leading with the TRD Pro, right? They're starting with this uh, truck. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, so that was a bit of a surprise. They're actually showcasing all things to do with TRD Pro, right? So all the teaser image, the engine cover teaser, the interior, the panoramic room for roof, all that stuff, it's all to do with TRD Pro. So it's kind of surprising because typically the higher flagship models are you know, delayed by six months, sometimes even a year, um, but they're breaking that tradition and showcasing the best of the best first. I suppose they want to put the best face forward. And they're also, you know, this is another topic, but they're also breaking a tradition this year by having different color for different TRD models, right? Not having the same exclusive color. So I don't know, I guess Toyota is in the mood to break tradition a little bit this year, I think. Yes, well, I guess, I mean, around the world, we've had a tough couple of years. So I think, I mean, anything goes. This, anything this. goes, yeah. <laughs> but we're happy, we're happy that we get to see a TRD Pro first. Yeah. And uh, with, uh, you know, with the potential for a hybrid uh, powertrain on that model. So I think it's a pretty exciting news, of course, for us. Touch, touch on some of your background, just in case people didn't hear our previous shows. Can you just briefly introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I'm, uh, again, David Chow, born and raised in Japan, uh, but got educated in the U.S. and Canada. So I went to high school in the U.S., also in Canada. Um, but I went, end up going to some engineer by background, went to school again, both in Canada and US. And I worked for a number of Japanese companies during my uh, engineering days. Uh, so worked for Toyota, worked for um, Suzuki, worked for General Motors. And then uh, for the last 30 years, I've been working as an engineering consultant and advisor to a number of companies, including uh, some of the car companies. Uh, so I guess I have a different background from everyone else because I've designed, built, engineered and manufactured cars and trucks for a living for many years. And uh, so hopefully I can give a different perspective. And also, of course, I'm from Japan. I go there all the time. Lots of friends at uh, car companies uh, throughout Japan. So I get maybe different tidbits and different uh, information that maybe others don't get it. So hopefully I can share some of those stuff today. Yeah, I appreciate it. So let's fast forward a little bit and still talking. Let's focus on the Tundra just for a few more minutes because that's a very important truck. Um, it hasn't been updated in many, many years or it's the generation, the current generation has been around for what's since like 08 almost. So, so 13 years. Um, so that's very important of course, because trucks are big in the US, especially full-size trucks. It's one of the more popular uh, segments. And so then Toyota started to do these teasers, right? So. So they did the first image, that was the truck. Uh, this, the, they showed this TRD Pro, it was in white and only the kind of the front view of it, not, not you know, from the, from the back or anything like that. And then they did several other teasers. Um, and one other one was the engine cover, right? Right, yes, yeah. And so the engine cover had a little bit of blue font or the, a little bit of blue on it. And I did not immediately pick up on that, but of course you did. And so what does that mean to you? Well, they use uh, blue, not just the blue color, but the blue color embedded inside uh, emblem typically for um, all things to do with, uh, with uh, hybrid or potentially plug-in hybrid. So, so that's why that's a very indicative of the hybrid. 
And then some people said, hey, there was a red color in the back, you know, behind the engine cover. Yeah. A lot of people were speculating that was the high voltage wire, which would mean that it's maybe a plug-in hybrid. Uh, but it's not because I knew that it didn't match the, the the direction of the cable and the way it looked on the photo. I knew it was not for the high voltage cable because color was a little bit off. So it did turn out, I th well, I think we're not 100% sure yet, but I'm sure that color did turn out to be the kind of magenta or inferno red color that we have seen in the unofficial uh, photo from a dealer leak, right? So that's the body of the, of the truck. Uh, and then, the, so we know for sure that, well, I shouldn't say we know for sure, but I am quite sure that TRD Pro, which is all of the teaser images is about, would have the 3.5 liter twin turbo V6 with the hybrid system attached to it, made, made it together with a 10-speed automatic. Um, they wouldn't show something with a blue emblem otherwise. That kind of makes sense. And then also around the same time, uh, the the brand new generation of the Land Cruiser was unveiled officially. So we, we had another confirmation. Um, well, because they share a lot of the components, their platform is the same, right? The TNGA-F uh, platform between the Land Cruiser and the Tundra. And the, the Land Cruiser that's not coming to the US, unfortunately, uh, was unveiled uh, with one of the engines was the three and a half liter twin turbo V6. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a 10 speed, and a 10 speed automatic. So we, uh, well, Toyota hasn't confirmed all of this officially yet. That's why we're kind of still a little bit of speculation still going on, right? I mean, we, we can draw on our experience and our knowledge, but still it's to be confirmed. But, but I think we can at least uh, write off the V8 engine. I know it's a huge, huge letdown for a lot of people not to have a V8 in a big truck. But if they dropped the V8 engine from a Lexus flagship LS sedan a number of years ago, and now they dropped it from Land Cruiser, there's an, and the fact that I, I've heard many rumors from the Japanese sources that the Japanese factory in Tahara, which is just uh, in Nagoya area, and also the engine factory in Alabama, which produces the current V8 engine, they're both going to phase out the V8 engine in about two years time. So there's no way they're going to build um, continue to build more V8 engines for Tundra or any other model. So I know, unfortunately, I know, again, we love that V8 engine. I had that V8 engine, one of the trucks, but it's gone for sure, being replaced by a 3.5 liter twin turbo V6 and the twin turbo V6 with hybrid. That's the two engines we're going to get. Um, of course, the big question is, as you and I just talked earlier, Andre, why did Toyota release a video about a diesel engine <laughs> just like just a couple of days ago, I think? You know, is that, are they saying that we're going to get a diesel in one of the trucks down the road? I don't know. It's really weird, right, Andre? Absolutely. So I was actually traveling uh, yesterday and the day before, and I, I see this. So Toyota USA on YouTube, on their YouTube channel, uh, published this video. It's called, um, I think engines 101, uh, uh, what are the details of the diesel engine? Let me make sure I said that correctly. Let me, it says engines 101, how does a diesel engine work <laughs> by Toyota? And it's an educational video. It's about four minutes, 15 seconds. And uh, it talks about diesel engines, how they work. You know, it's a uh, compression ignition and it's showing partially a four cylinder uh, graphic. Mm -hmm. Why? <laughs> so, I don't know. 
all the information we have so far points that there, first of all, in their passenger cars, no diesel engine exists right now in the US. That's correct. Yeah, nothing. Yes. Only, so, only like commercial trucks. I think Hino trucks have diesel, but that's it. Yeah. So to, for them to come out and publish this video this week saying, let's talk about diesel engines for a minute. <laughs> very, very, very strange. Now, the uh, Land Cruiser in Japan will have, not right now, but will have a 3.3 liter twin turbo v, uh, uh, V6 diesel. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a global engine. I don't know. I mean, is there a hope that that might come to one of the trucks in Toyota lineup? Perhaps, right? So that's, that's maybe is the case. Obviously, I have no other information about this other than to say I can look at the industry, right? So recent news, uh, Ford actually announced that they're going away from the F-150 diesel. That's right, right. yes. So, so they're gonna be phasing out the diesel F-150. Of course, they're heavy duty trucks, the F-250, 350 and, four and on uh, will continue with their V8 diesel engines. Um, but their light duty truck, the full size F-150, they said, uh, no, basically it's being discontinued and replaced by the hybrid, in fact, Right, because their hybrid is very torquey, very quick and efficient, and it just makes a lot of sense uh, for this truck. Um, and then General Motors, in a way, uh, just announced that they're expanding their diesel offerings. <laughs> so they went the opposite direction. Yeah. So right. General Motors announced that their Trail Boss Silverado 1500, which is their off-road version of the truck, will now get a diesel that's th three liters straight six. Uh, they also have that diesel engine in the Sierra 1500 trucks. They are offering it in the Tahoe, Suburban, Yukon, you know, all of their full-size SUVs. So General Motors seems to think, mm -hmm. you know, let's continue with diesel engines for a while. And right. Let's, let's do this. And then, of course, Ram still has a diesel as well. So maybe, I don't know, well, maybe we might get diesel and, and this is kind of far into the future, Andre, but to add uh, fuel to the fire, uh, no pun intended there, uh, Toyota has been testing hydrogen fueled cars. So Akio Toyota, just like about a month ago, he raced in one of the uh, race circuit, a GR uh, Yaris with converted to use hydrogen fuel, uh, but like a regular engine, but powered by hydrogen fuel. And it produces no emission. It's a, uh, it's a you know it's a zero carbon neutral car, and so he, he, they're saying Toyota is saying, hey, we can still have an engine, and still have zero emission with hydrogen fuel. So who knows? Like down the road, he, they're saying that's potentially a huge uh, engineering and um, you know technology breakthrough if they can start to fuel cars and trucks with hydrogen fuel. So who knows? That's possible too. Not add to add to all of that complications. Yeah, but have you heard a little bit more about this a hydrogen fuel combustion engine, right? So like combustion is it, engine. Is it really torquey? What is that characteristic? Oh, of it? right. So they said that it has a, a really good smooth torque curve, uh, good power delivery, very smooth, zero emission, of course. Just a techn technically speaking, it's a very complicated process to commercialize, um, but they say it has like all, none of the um, problems with the gasoline engine, um, but it has so much more advantage in terms of engineering and technical, technical features. But uh, the infrastructure is a problem, right? With hydrogen, you know, how do you fuel, how do you end up, end up with more stations that can fuel hydrogen car? That's a problem, just like 
we have a problem with other uh, methanol and other biofuel. But uh, so I don't know. This is probably a long time away. But down the road, that's the direction that Toyota wants to go potentially. Yeah. But they don't want. They don't want to give up on combustion engine. That's the thing. Yeah. They love. They love engines, right? Well, and also I was in uh, headquarters. You know, at the, one of the Toyota events recently, um, and and we talked about this. You and I talked about this as well. Uh, but they said, and there were lots of questions. There were many journalists there, maybe fifty or sixty or so people in outlets. And they said, uh, because other manufacturers are saying, we're going to go all electric by year, blah, 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 right? Right. 2030 or 2035 or something like this. And Toyota said, well, no, we're going to have a mix, right? We're going to have some electric, some hybrid plug-in probably, and also, you know, maybe other technologies as well. So, right. so I, I think that's a good approach because it's not like one solution fits everybody right right yeah like like uh, you know they did i think Toyota did a like um advanced uh, strategy discussion about the future of fuel future of technology and akio Toyota did a, um, a like an hour-long press conference in japanese where halfway he broke down crying i've never seen the guy actually break down crying so this is the president of toyota right for those people who don't know who akio is um, I've met him quite a few times, maybe about 12, 13 times. Very a guy with a real heart for 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 cars and anything to do with motorsports. He, he races, and he said he will be the first person to give up engines if that's what's necessary to achieve carbon neutral environment. But he said you don't have to, you know, using things like plug-in hybrid and using the potential hydrogen fuel. Uh, for combustion engines, he said we might be able to achieve the exact same thing and not give up our love for engine. And so he was kind of sobbing because of his real desire to change the world and go transform the world. But at the same time, he said we don't have to give up what we love. And so that was kind of eye-opening. You know, I think all these different countries and different industries all claiming to just let's just go all for EV. And maybe it's the right thing to do, but there may be other solutions that we're overlooking. That's I think that's what we're thinking these days. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, as we talk about more electric pickup trucks and other trucks, for that matter, more and more and more, it becomes kind of evident that um, it's not the only solution, right? Because you do need it's to not have the only solution, yeah. uh, you do need to have a charging network, you know, electricity, etc, etc. Exactly. Battery yeah. technology needs to keep improving. So, so yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be, you know, full electric in 10 years. Uh, I don't think that's likely. Um, but there's going to be some mix, right? Some sort, mixture. Of, some sort of a mixture. And of course, carbon neutrality is a great goal, right? It's, it's really, really a powerful goal. So then uh, let's keep continue with Tundra. Sure, of course. So, so we think, you know, it's going to be a gasoline turbocharged engine, twin turbo, maybe even a hybrid. This, they dropped the diesel bomb on us recently. Um, so, so then let's continue some of the other teases, teasing images that they published. Uh, they published this particular one about the panoramic sunroof and also the power sliding rear glass. Which, yeah, which uh, we're happy about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so they're keeping the full glass. So the rear of the cab, the entire glass goes down, um, rolls down. And first of all, it's, you know, air, you can have, you know, uh, lots of air circulation, but also um, it's useful 
for for example, backing up a boat into a, a water, you know, you can look behind and you could see and you could talk to your people who are behind you. So um, I think it's a very useful feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, most of the trucks just have that small window, like it's in my my Tacoma TRD Pro. And th there are times when you just can't see very well. It doesn't matter how good of a 360 camera you have. Sometimes nothing beats having a fresh air and be able to see straight back. Mm -hmm. And manufacturing-wise, obviously cost uh, maybe about 25% more, I'm imagining, in terms of that back area there, compared to like a small sliding window. But I'm really glad Toyota kept that feature. That's something that people didn't want to give up, right? Yeah, so. and I'm curious. I don't know if you have any insight into this because I've met several um, in accidents in pickup trucks. Sometimes if you have something in the bed, um, thankfully it never happened to me personally, but in an accident, the cargo can move forward, right? Right, you yeah. Can bend the bed and also bend the cab and, and go, go into um, in, a, in a way to towards the cab area. And obviously this is you know, in an extreme situation in an accident, uh, but I imagine you know that mechanism. It's probably complicated. It's probably some thick adds thickness uh, to that cap. Yeah. So in, in terms of engineering manufacturing, you, you add at least forty percent, thirty forty percent complexity because you're adding not only the powered mechanism, just like in the side doors, but you have to add some additional reinforcement because the panels are further apart to accommodate the window, right? Uh, so the whole piece will be heavier. It has to be engineered in such a way that window can roll up and down with the mechanism in between and still meet some of the crash testing requirement. So it's clearly not a cheap solution, right? So they could have easily said, forget it, we're not going to do it. No one else is doing it. And it has the electronic, electric defroster also built in, right? So that's also sliding up and down with it. Um, but uh, if you get into accident with the window down, you actually have a better reinforcement because the window itself acts as a barrier. So if you happen to be driving with the window down and something smashes from behind, mm -hmm. it will protect the occupants in a, in a very kind of strange way to describe that, but it will have additional reinforcement. But even with the window up, I would assume that um, if you compare a Tundra with a rolling rear window with some other truck that doesn't have it, I think there's a little bit more reinforcement and mechanism in between, sandwiched between the panel. So it would be stronger, I think. My, that's my, my, my prediction. Yeah, it makes sense. Obviously, it may make the truck a little bit more expensive in the end. But, yeah, but definitely. I mean, all trucks are getting expensive for various reasons. <laughs> yeah, getting really have, expensive. <laughs> some of it has to do with autonomous technology. Some of it has to do with engines and powertrains uh, and luxury features, right? Massaging seats, uh, other things. I'm, I'm planning to trade in my Tacoma TRD Pro for a Tundra TRD Pro, so I'm hoping I can still afford it. We don't know what the pricing will be, but... Yeah. So, but thankfully, you probably no. get good money for your Tacoma if you do that. Probably, yeah. It's it's the Lunar Rock one, so it's only, whatever, seven months old. So by the time Tundra TRD Pro comes, maybe it's another, I don't know, who knows, a few more months. But uh, yeah, hopefully I don't lose any money on it. We'll see. <laughs> cool. So then um, let's talk about the panoramic roof. So obviously they showed that. It looks like half of the panel like it rolls back. So it looks kind of um, similar to some other manufacturers. Right. Um, the way they use uh, panoramic roofs and it's a full roof, not just a partial uh, sunroof. Uh, but you mm -hmm. know a couple of other things and 
when Toyota announced it, they said uh, something like, let's gaze at the stars uh, or go stargazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you notice in that? Right, so, so I kept thinking, right, so I noticed that what it is, like you said, a two panel, four panoramic roof. So, you know, one part keeps sliding and it goes on top of the, the other panel, but they're all clear, right? So you can see the whole sky or star in this case. And then I was looking at thinking, why do they keep emphasizing the stars? And I was looking at um, the amount of space there is between the sliding mechanism and the roof uh, headliner and thinking, wait a minute, there's not enough space there for the like a mechanical shade to come back in. Because usually there is a, a bit more space and you can see something sandwiched between. And again, this is a sneak photo, teaser photos. So I don't know if I can come to that conclusion from that one photo or, or video rather. But I was thinking, okay, they're using the word star gaze. There's not much space between the panel. I wonder if the whole thing, not only does it open and close, but the whole thing can become opaque using the electrochromatic technology that's using um, Toyota Venza. Because you just push a button, it becomes opaque, right? It becomes like a frozen, frozen look, like a frozen ice block look. And like a frosted, you, frosted look, yes. Frosted look, sorry, frosted look. All right, so that's my Japanese wording description. <laughs> and then you push the button and it clears again. Now, no one has, as far as I know, no one has uh, a moving panoramic roof that has the, that technology built in, um, not in cars. So I don't, I don't, that would be a big deal if they do end up having that, but just the word that they use, you know, star, because the one in Venza is called the Stargaze technology or Stargaze um, panoramic roof or something. So it's using the same wording. So it's my speculative guess that maybe it's a moving panoramic roof with the electrochromatic um, frosted option. I don't know. That would be cool if that's the case. That would be the first, right? Because that would be the first. Yeah. yeah. That would be very, very interesting. And they'll also show, obviously, in several of these pictures, uh, a red interior. And it's kind of a polarizing thing because some people really love it. Some people don't like red and they would rather prefer traditional, you know, black interior or maybe other color. Um, but, and they actually went as far as putting the seat belts are in the same color. In color, right. right. As, yeah. as, the, as the seats. Now I suspect that obviously they'll offer some other color. It's probably red and black and who knows, maybe a tan or something will be offered, I'm sure. But um, that red seat, now we see more of it now, right? Because the most recent teaser had a, the actual camouflage pattern on the seat with uh, clearly a ventilated or cooled seats. Uh, but if you know, look carefully, I think other people might have missed it, but it's also double stitched. So there is a um, white stitching, but there's also red stitching underneath. They only do that in a super kind of expensive luxury models. And then the, even the headrest, if you look on the side of a headrest, it's got kind of like a bunched up leather, like what we call it. Um, uh, tw uh, tw uh, it's a little bit wrinkled. Wrink wrinkled, yeah, yeah. So that that kind of look is like you know you see in Bentley and Rolls Royce they do that, and uh, and it and if I look carefully, there's a little line, like a little line outline that looks like maybe there's an electronic device behind the head headset. So maybe it's for the. Um, headrest, I should say. So maybe it's for the, you know, like one of those entertainment center thing in the back. So I don't know, those are a speculation, but if those things are all turn out to be true, then they're really moving upscale because in the truck, you don't see double stitched leather. You don't see a kind of high, high, uh, what you call it, high Corinthian type leather. You don't see that kind of look and feel. 
And even the headliner I noticed is kind of almost like a, a velvet look, you know, so it's not the cheap fabric that they often use in trucks. So the whole interior, I think they're trying to upgrade it quite a bit, combined with uh, 12.3 inches, um, huge infotainment system. And then you got the little red stitching or red mark on the steering wheel to make it look more sporty. I mean, these are all cool stuff, the stuff that we've never would have imagined in a Tundra. Yeah, and it's, it seems to be coming coming true uh, based on these uh, Toyota images. And then finally, uh, just recently, uh, a few days ago, they showed another couple or three, actually three images showing kind of the drive mode selector and crawl control selector and partially maybe even four-wheel drive selector and wireless charging. And then they showed, uh, what else was there? They show uh, the uh, char phone charger on the driver, yeah. on the passenger side, it's a phone oh, magnetic charger. I guess they showed like the um, camouflaged uh, pattern. Seat pa pattern, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, so I think, well, first of all, we know for sure that it's got heated and not just ventilated, but probably cooled seat. So there's a difference, right? Sometimes it's just ventilated seat, but sometimes it's ventilated and cooled. So I'm sure that it will have a cooled seat and a heated seat. And then the, it's got uh, MTS, which is a multi-terrain terrain control, which is similar to what we see in um, Tacoma and 400 TRD Pros. Okay. And then uh, it's got the crow control with a DAC. So DAC is a descent assist control, just helps you slow down when you're coming down the hill. And crow control is like uh, a cruise control for off-roading, as you know, going up, or going up the hill, you can control the speed. And they even show in the little dash, a little signal showing, I guess, the speed of the crow control. So it's the first time we get crow control in Tundra. So it's a, that's a big deal, I think. So they are obviously trying to show that this is a true off-roader, not, not just a cruiser, right? And then on the left side, you can't really see it because the finger is covering it up. But there is obviously control for the uh, for the for high, four high, two high, and then four low. Uh, but we can't see it. It doesn't look like there's enough space there for full time four wheel drive. So that's something that I was I was hoping that Tanja will have it. I think it's not going to have it. Um, yeah. So those are all the things that we were able to see just in that little thing. I know some people are wondering if that knob is made from metal because it kind of looks like a metal with a screw screw pattern on it they, they never make the things of metal it's always plastic <laughs> but uh, yeah that's all the stuff we can gather from that little shot yeah and also when i was looking at this um it reminded me a lot of the land cruiser the new one that came out overseas uh specifically maybe even the toggle switch for the for the four-wheel drive system select so too high mm. four high four low um, of course the land cruiser can have a full-time system right um, or a full-time all-wheel uh, drive. Four-wheel drive, that's right, yes, yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, like because of the TNGA-F platform, the whole point of doing a TNGA project for Toyota is that they have like multiple platforms across the board and they're trying to consolidate them because it's cheaper, obviously easier to produce and engineer and it just allows everyone to focus on fewer platforms versus so many. So, so they're going to try to um, bring together all of the TNGAF platform trucks closer and closer together in terms of specifications. So that's why the Land Cruiser and the Tundra shares the exact same powertrain, more or less exact same powertrain. And then the Lexus LX will also share the same platform. 
um, and which is probably why they canceled the Land Cruiser for U.S. because it's just too close in terms of spec. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, and then subsequently we will have Sequoia next summer, about a year from today, will basically be a four-door four SUV version of the Tundra. And then uh, they're going to also introduce a Forerunner next summer, which is only about a year away. With there's no spy photos anywhere yet, but uh, I've done some rendering for on all these models, which. Um, you know, you can see on my channel or Andre can show them on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so the Sequoia will come out next summer. So would be Forerunner. And Tacoma is year after that. So Tacoma is in 2023. So that's two years away. But so many models are coming out and they're all based on TNGA-F platform. So they can produce and engineer these things faster and share components. So it's no surprise that more and more things are being shared between Land Cruiser and Tundra. And then those things will be shared with Sequoia, uh, Lexus LX, and eventually down to Forerunner and Tacoma. Yeah, and recently, so we're getting a little bit of tidbits and of information from overseas because obviously we didn't, we weren't invited to review the new Land Cruiser, at least yet. Uh, but right. several tidbits, for example, one of our viewers um, in the in Dubai, it was Bjorn in this case, he actually went to the showroom, saw the new Land Cruiser sent us some pictures about it. And it did have, you know, some of those toggle switches we talked about. It actually had the rear locker and the front locker buttons. Right. On, on inside of this interior, which was very exciting because, um, well, we don't know for sure, but if the Tundra has a locking front differential and the rear differential, it would make it very capable, uh, very, very capable mm. approach. Um, and some other items like- Yeah, I mean, we, we can probably, Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Andre. Oh, I just wanted to mention one more thing about crawl control is there was a review online and they were actually testing the Land Cruiser crawl control system. And it was very almost silent. You know how right now you can kind of hear the uh, traction control system and the interlock brakes and all that stuff, but it was very, very quiet in the new one. Yeah, they must have made quite a bit of improvements mechanically and engineering wise. Oh, and then there was one more button, right? That's for the um, the drive mode. I forgot about that. So there's a drive mode, which will be new again for Tundra. And it should be very similar again to the one that's in Land Cruiser. So it has a mode for eco mode, normal, comfort, sports, sports plus potentially, and then custom. So that's custom is like individual in the Audi term, I guess we use that often, where you can customize what you want. So it will combine a different setting for uh, electronic suspension, steering effort, uh, transmission shifting, engine throttle, that kind of stuff that all be configured based on those things you pick. Um, so that would be kind of interesting. I think that will be, that's the drive mode. So, and then there's also potentially other also, the, and then back to the multi-terrain select. So that one also has different modes. It's got in Land Cruiser, it has auto, dirt, sand, mud, and deep snow. So I don't know. There's so many different modes you can uh, you can pick in there that uh, it's getting confusing, right? There's uh, MTS, there's DAC, there's crow control. Oh my goodness, it's pretty confusing if you're not familiar with this stuff. But anyway, there's lots of choices and and things to play around with a new Tundra for sure. Yeah, and I think it kind of makes sense where this is where high-end performance pickup trucks are moving to, right? So if you look at even the second generation Raptor had a lot of configurable modes, right? Including, you know, the steering feel, uh, the transmission mappings, and even suspension, right? So we still don't know exactly. much about Tundra suspension. 
we haven't they haven't teased much about that correct mm -hmm. yeah i think the only thing that we are suspecting or, or predicting is that there'll be coils in the back so that would be a big change um but other than that yeah not not too much i mean i don't think there'll be air suspension on the tundra that would be amazing but i don't see any evidence of that so i think that they'll re reserve that for the lexus lx i'm sure um, yeah, but, but even having the coils in the rear will make a big difference in terms of ride quality yeah and i'm not sure if toyota is even targeting a truck like the raptor or the trx i mean they might be thinking think so. some elements of that right but in order to get to that level well first of all you have to have really really i mean a lot of power right and then very sophisticated suspension with lots of travel uh up to about 13 or 14 inches of travel in the trx and the raptor and of course you know big tires all this stuff um and luxurious interior so apparently toyota will have a very luxurious interior you know we can kind of see that mm -hmm. uh, but whether they will have an active suspension i don't think we know that yet right Right. Yeah, I think the Toyota's business strategy is, is always uh, always to hit the sweet spot. So not go after the most expensive or most extreme uh, or the cheapest, but they're always in the middle sweet spot and they'll go from there a little bit higher up to to cater to the needs of the people who want something more. Right. So the TRD Pro, the new TRD Pro will offer a lot more than the current TRD Pro with much more upscale features, more power, more torque and these new features, but they're not gonna keep on adding more features to try to bring it to a TRX or a Raptor level. It's just, it, it, Toyota was never in that kind of business. They don't, they're not interested in doing really specialized, super expensive models. So, you know, which is always a bit of surprise with something like GR Supra, but even GR Supra is in that sweet spot. It's not a $100,000 sports car, uh, you know, so I think that's Toyota's strategy, always go after the, the mid-level tier and then go a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but not super, not at the very top or not at the very bottom either. Yeah, that kind of makes sense as far as looking at the history uh, of, what, of what they've done before. Um, so we kind of mentioned, so that's kind of all we know about the Tundra. We also know that we should see it this year. And you, you know, of course, you and I predicted this months ago as we were looking at schedules and all this stuff and looking at all the data. Um, it's it's coming hopefully within a couple of months. As far right, as yeah. There, I think there is a, so I don't, in that sneak photo, you know, there's a, on the phone charger, they put the phone and it's at 919. And it's, it's very interesting because usually on iPhone, there is a, a time and underneath the time, there's a date, but yeah. they deleted the date, they manipulated the photo and only showed 919. So hello, like this has been brought up already, but it's pretty obvious September 19th is going to be some kind of public reveal. Maybe media, we might get to see it before that, but the public reveal should be September 19th. And that week, there's some kind of a big festival in Texas, right? There's some kind of a state fair or something happening. Yeah. So, um... It's a little bit towards the end of September, yeah. So yeah. possibly, it's, yeah, it's it's very possible. I, of course, I don't know for sure. And also, this phone charger image, it, it shows what appears to be Moab, Utah. So and it shows right. trucks, maybe a Tacoma and the Forerunner, and something else driving um, in Utah, in Moab specifically, which is really you know one of the premier off-road locations here in the West, mm -hmm. uh, West. So. So obviously they're thinking about you know high performance off road, and are teasing us with this 919. Uh, 
yeah. it's interesting. If you look in that photo, it's uh, Tacoma TRD Pro with a snorkel, so it's an older one, right? And then there is a Forerunner, I think. And then the one before that, you can't tell because it's really fuzzy, but that one looks like the new Tundra. Yeah, that would be, of course, that would make sense that they would do that. <laughs> because, because the tailgate moves like this little, there's a little bit of an angle to the tailgate, like the one that we saw in the spy dealer's photo. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they're playing around with this. They're trying to, I don't know. It's quite, it's quite funny how Toyota marketing people does all this stuff. Yeah, well, we're getting a little bit tired of guessing. So hopefully. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we want to see the whole thing very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, yeah, we'll bring you all the details as soon as it comes. So hopefully within, well, it's within two months now, you know, mid, mid to late September, it's coming soon. So uh, in, in the meantime, Andre, I, uh, I sent you a whole bunch of rendering that I created. So you're welcome to show that throughout uh, throughout your channel. And so uh, we only seen the Tundra TRD Pro officially from Toyota and also from a dealer's photo, but I created the, um, what could look what could be a potential render for, uh, you know, for limited platinum TRD off-road and even SR5 in trail edition. So um, yeah, you know, my previous rendering I did for TRD Pro like six months ago turned out to be very accurate, thankfully. So hopefully these uh, will give you guys a little bit more ideas of what the trucks will look like for the rest of the lineup until such time we get to see the whole thing. Yeah, thank you for letting me use those images um we'll use them in this podcast on youtube tfl talk and of course if you're listening to it uh, you know thank you for listening but you can also check it out on our video version as well and i'll have it i'll have them in my channel of course as well so, yeah, and of course automotive press channel david's channel will have that um as well of course and so yes yeah, so we mentioned briefly you know vlx you know still coming up soon uh you said about a year from now potentially right yeah, so I think we probably won't get it in North America until spring of next year, the LX, right? The Lexus, right? But I think it's going to be introduced in Japan by end of, by end of this year. Uh, with uh, Unfortunately, without the twin turbo V8, that's still a, another big rumor that's around these days. Uh, Toyota is not going to invest into twin turbo V8. Um, in, there was a patent release that came out you know, a few months ago. I, I talked about it in my channel, but people misunderstood that patent. It wasn't the patent about the twin turbo V8. It was about the way the lubrication was moving inside the engine and they just happened to mention twin turbo V8. So uh, I, I, I'm almost certain like 90% certain that twin turbo V8 is not coming, not in the short term. So the Lexus LX will have upgraded version of the twin turbo V6 with the hybrid. I think, who knows, maybe we plug in hybrid, who knows? but it's still going to be a V6 engine, I think. So that's, uh, I know that there was a little rumor came out a little while ago where someone found some kind of a, um, a screenshot of what looks like uh, a upcoming model numbers. I think it's in Indonesia or something. And they showed LX570 and LX600 and LX750. So they were saying, hey, we're going to get to keep the 5.7 liter V8. But actually, if you look at the code number behind that, it's clearly said 200 series, like something 356, 200 or something. And then next month said 300 and next month said 300 series. So the LX570 was referring to the current model, not the new model. So there's no V8. There's no 5.7 liter V8 for Tundra. There's no V8 for Lexus LX, but we will have an upgraded version of the, the uh, twin turbo V6 hybrid from the Tundra. 
And so right now we get 409 horsepower and 479 foot-pounds of torque in Land Cruiser without the hybrid. So maybe in, um, you know, in the hybrid version of the 3.5 liter twin turbo V6, who knows, well, maybe we'll get 460, 470 horsepower and maybe 550 foot-pounds of torque. And then maybe Toyota will then tweak it for LX. So who knows, maybe we'll get 500 horsepower and 600 foot-pounds of torque. That's possible. That'd be a pretty big jump, but it's possible. So those are all the things that we can speculate for now. Um, but once again, yeah, no, no V8 for now. Yeah, and I think, like you were saying, they're able to, if they want to, to push those power and horsepower and torque numbers way higher, right? Especially electricity um, and electric motors um, to, to add to that. And, uh, when I was first hearing about the 750, the LX 750, I, I thought to myself, maybe the 750 is like Newton meters. You know how like mm. is moving to this uh, designation on the back that says, you know, model 600 or something like that, which, right, is, right. which is a Newton meters torque number. Um, but it does kind of make sense when you convert it to pound feet of torque. It doesn't quite make sense. Doesn't, doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. So to where it's going, maybe it's just a designation, or just just a name, at that point. I think just a name. Yeah. And then there was also some rumors that Lexus LX is being discontinued because we're going to get the, you know, truck that not truck but the SUV that's like the concept car, the Lexus LQ or something. But that's also not true because the Lexus LQ is uh, it's not body on the frame, it's a unitized body. So that's based on something like the Highlander platform. And so we're not going to lose the LX, that's coming for sure, that's confirmed. And then maybe a year or two years later, we will get the Lexus TX, which is based on Highlander, which is gonna come out of the Indiana factory. And then maybe the flagship, you know, uh, flagship, uh, model to compete with uh, some of the most expensive SUVs out there. I mean, that could be called LQ or something similar to that. Um, yeah, so Lexus has a, quite a few interesting stuff coming up, uh, coming up as well. New, new NX this fall, and then uh, RX should be changing in about a year and a, a bit too. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of, yeah, lots of news throughout the lineup, I think, this year and next year. And then we all can't wait to see the new Forerunner which is again about a year later. So I have a rendering for the Forerunner. That one is a very much a speculative render, but I kind of added the uh, Land Cruiser look and feel to the Forerunner um, body and tweaked it. But it gives you some idea what the Forerunner might look like next year when it comes out. And then, uh, and of course, the Sequoia. So, so many different models coming out, all TNGAF platform mostly. Yeah, it's exciting. And uh, I'm just a little concerned. I think, I think Tundra, Sequoia, Lexus Alex, Forerunner, um, I think that makes sense. But if Tacoma is not going to get a new generation for another two years, two, two uh, years, yeah, it's going to have a lot of competition, right? Because the I Nissan know. Frontier is just coming out uh, this year, the Nissan Frontier, and then uh, GM and Ford are working on new versions of their midsize trucks. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, it'll be tough. It's gonna be tough. I mean, they still sell so many Tacomas, and they're moving the production to Mexico, as you know. But uh, I don't, not sure. Maybe they'll do a re, um, some kind of a refresh, you know, maybe next year, not for 2022, because we already have information on 2022 Tacoma, right? With uh, lime, lime metallic, lime, 
lime metallic color but um 23 maybe they'll refresh a little bit more oh and then there's one more model based on tngaf that's the lexus gx uh, again lots of people are speculating that might get discontinued it's not going to get discontinued at least for global market i'm not sure about the u.s market uh, but that's going to be based on uh, same platform very similar body and design as the forerunner as well so that's called lexus uh, it's called the lexus gx here and it's called the uh, prado in japan land cruiser prado so that's also coming out there's some um spy rendering on that one too maybe we can talk about it in next next podcast at some point yeah and i think um, we're gonna have to get back together I don't know if I'll see you in person at the uh, maybe a Texas event or something like that, but but we are yeah. when the Tundra comes. You're gonna have to uh, when I get uh, when I actually get uh, to buy the Tundra, you have to come to visit me in Vancouver and we go for uh, some kind of off-road. Andre, <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Thank you. Yeah, you were you were frozen for a second there, Andre. Sorry, yeah. Andre, you were frozen for a bit there. I don't know if it's my side or your side. Yeah, it's better. Should now. I repeat that part? Yeah, please. Okay, let me repeat it. So, okay. anyway, so Andre, yeah, if I ever do end up buying the Tundra, you can come out to Vancouver, visit me. We'll go on a fishing or camping trip with the Tundra, and we can talk about the Tundra while fishing at the same time. There you go. I, I would love that. Yeah, let's <laughs> it may be, travel may be tough, uh, depending on what's happening you know, with COVID, but uh, and exactly, yeah. travel. But I hope to see you soon, uh, meet you in person. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. One of the auto shows or we go to Japan together, maybe. Right. And we'll drive the Land Cruiser, Land Cruiser in Japan or something. I've never been to Japan. It would be wonderful. Yeah, we should go because uh, next year in January is the Tokyo Auto Salon. And then next year, fall is the Tokyo Auto Show. So I go to all the auto shows in Japan. So I'll, I'll take you and we'll, we'll have fun in Japan. Okay, Let's plan on that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.